When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lincoln Live today is with Lincoln Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Steve Joel. Morning, Steve. Morning, Dale. This is your 11th school year as superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools, longer than anywhere else you have been in your educational career, either as a teacher or as a superintendent. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Now, you start your 11th year at LPS with a new safe return to school policy posted uh, mid-July. It's all there at KFOYNow.com. You can also see it on the LPS website. For KFOYNow.com, just search LPS Safe Return and it will pop up. Not any wiggle room, Steve, for K-6 through elementary school students, staff, and volunteers. Not, not right now, Dale. You know, I think it's, I think the evidence is pretty clear that, um, you know, Lincoln, Lancaster County now is having uh, a surge in the Delta variant, COVID. And uh, just as recently as this morning, you know, doctors are reporting that, you know, as a community, we have to come together and, and really try to, to beat this back. And so, you know, with classrooms and hallways and cafeterias and you know, lots and lots of kids, you know, the reality of it is we just got to we have to take these precautions. And, you know, I know quite a few people are are saying um, that, you know, kids can't kid, kids are not getting sick. Kids are not. Uh, transmitting the virus, um, you know, and, and they're not at putting themselves or others at risk. You know, that's just not what the medical community is telling us. So, you know, we feel pretty confident that our plan of pre-K through sixes is, is, a, is a workable plan. Um, but, you know, as we heard last night, uh, certainly there isn't universal agreement by any stretch. But, you know, we, we have to make the decision for uh, you know, about 50,000 humans, right? So we're going to try to err on the side of safety. And we've got a meeting this afternoon with the Lincoln Lancaster Health Department. And if, you know, anything changes in the tone of that conversation, we'll adjust our plan accordingly, you know, either more restrictive or less restrictive. And, you know, I, I just want the public to know that, you know, we, we are getting more information on a daily basis. And, you know, there's an awful lot of concern with regard to, you know, will our schools be safe? Will our competitive fields be safe? Will our music rooms be safe? And you know, we have an obligation to this entire community and to all of our kids to make sure that it's as safe as possible. So as uh, Steve and I are talking here this morning, it is pre-K through six uh, mandatory masks for students, teachers, and staff, and that also applies to seventh graders because of their age. The students, the staff, and the volunteers in the middle school must wear a mask. But then you get into the eighth grade, the rest of middle school, and into high school. Uh, Explain the policy. Well, it, it, we tried to make it as simple as possible, right? I mean, I think initially the, the, the requirement that we were given by the health department said, hey, look, up until age 12, because those kids cannot get vaccinated yet. Um, so we just said rather than checking birthdays, well, we would just go K through six. And then, you know, if we have uh, sixth graders and seventh grade, grade classrooms, you know, everybody's going to have to wear a mask. And what we're trying to do is is – ensure the safety of the the unvaccinated 
Um, and, and then also ensure the safety of those people who are vaccinated that, you know, are around the unvaccinated. So we're asking, you know, grades 7 through 12, if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. And, you know, and, and the same thing with staff. You know, if you're not, we're requiring staff to wear a mask if they're not vaccinated and at the high school, you know, at the high school level and, and through uh, that seventh grade. It's, it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be confusing at first, but just like anything else, we're, we'll, we'll adjust to it. And if we have to make adjustments to that, you know, we'll, we'll do so as quickly as we possibly can. So uh, mandatory masks for all staff, all students, kindergarten or pre-K through sixth, and then strongly recommended uh, for all other grades. And then, if you're not vaccinated, we're you know we're we're requiring you to to wear a mask. Any outsider coming into the school is either going to, and I'm talking about volunteers, right? So think about things like teammates, junior achievement, parents that are visiting. You know, you either show us proof of vaccination or wear a mask. And you know, I know some people don't like that plan either. But you know, we again we're we're going to err on the side of safety. Thousands of kids will be bused starting next week. Bus drivers and paras on school buses. Masks are required. Yeah, we we got some guidance from the CDC on that one. And, you know, we feel good about it. You know, we're hearing, well, look, just open up the windows. Things ought to be safe in the buses. Well, that's, you know, might be good for the first month but you know and then it's things are going to get a little little nippier a little colder so you know again i think it's it's it, it i i do believe the vast majority of people would say we want our kids in school figure out what you need to do to make it as safe as possible and with with, with you know the least amount of of aggravating restriction as possible and you know i think we've i think we've come up with a decent plan and you know is it perfect no, you know, we had board members basically say last night, I mean, how do you create a perfect plan in this kind of an environment? And, you know, the, the answer really isn't just let people decide for themselves, because one of our big fears, and, and we've seen this in other states right now, with um, and like down in the southeast, is that you open up school, you don't have the restrictions, and all of a sudden you're quarantining a whole bunch of kids and staff and we don't have the, the hybrid learning option next year, right? So, you know, we're trying to accelerate learning to, to tackle learning loss. We can ill afford to have kids out for 14 days or 10 days or, you know, whatever the requirement is. So this we believe, strongly believe, firmly believe that this gives us the best chance to open up our schools as safely as possible and get our kids at least to that point where, you know, the, the risk dial comes down. Circle back to what you just said, no hybrid remote learning policy. What is the remote learning program? What does it look like going into the school year? Well, the remote learning program is kindergarten through uh, K through five. And, you know, we started with a whole bunch of kids. I think initially we are close to 1,000, and we're down to around 350 or 400 right now. But that's full time, right? So there's dedicated staff that are have signed up to teach it and we appreciate them doing that very much we have a we have a couple of administrators you know of course whenever you do something like this you have to have counselors social workers and so it's it's a it's it's a really it's it's a fairly average size elementary school for us right now but you know parents as we speak are making decisions you know based on what they're reading and what they're hearing and so we've had a precipitous drop in enrollment and and more of those students coming back into our schools. And so, you know, we, we just have to watch it. We said we'd go for the, the 
first semester. Um, likely to be the year, you know, Dale, what we're hearing right now is that, you know, COVID's with us for a while. And, you know, while it may not be at the extreme, you know, I think right now, I, I, we didn't attend the press conference yesterday, but I understand we went up to another elevated yellow mm-hmm. on the wrist dial. And, you know, I, we, we just need to get that wrist dial to come back down again to where people feel comfortable um, going being in our schools. 97 new cases reported at that briefing yesterday by Pat Lopez, the highest since January, highest single day since January when it reached 101. So Pat Lopez has a lot to think about, too. Well, and I I have great admiration for Pat and her team. And and I know that, you know, they're they're taking quite a bit of heat, uh, you know, like we are. But, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the mission of public health is to take care of the public. And I think that they're doing the very, very best that they can to do that. And I've, I've said many times how much we appreciate the weekly and biweekly meetings we have with them to get our questions answered, to make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing the, the best we can. I mean, honestly, I, nobody wants to be the cause of an outbreak, right? I mean, we are, you know, one of the things we've said, what are we going to do with teachers that are not vaccinated, that are not being truthful? Well, I'm, I'm truly hoping that doesn't occur. But, you know, one of my one of my response at that point was you, you don't want to be the teacher that's not vaccinated, that picks up the virus, doesn't know they have the virus. And then an entire class has to quarantine or, you know, a team of teachers has to quarantine. So I, I fully expect our staff are going to respond professionally. And I think the vast majority of our parents are as well, too. And, you know, we just live in an environment right now where there's a number of issues out there that have uh, have heightened people's concern and. You know, we heard those last night. We've, we've heard them for a couple of months, and we'll probably continue to hear them, and we need to be good listeners to that. But we also, again, I, I say time and time again, any decisions that we make, we have to have the best interests of, uh, you know, more than 40,000 students in mind. All right, let's jump off COVID and reintroduce listeners to the a new high school focus program that will be the first of its kind in the United States. It's the Bay. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, pretty exciting. It, it, thanks for bringing this one up, Dale, because I, it, it really is a happy time for Lincoln Public Schools. Um, you, you know, the, we, we've had an awful lot of our kids hang out at the Bay. And, you know, Mike Smith, the founder of the Bay, and, and his team have been talking with us about, you know, can we partner educationally that uh, if we know these kids are coming, they want to be here. A lot of these kids, according to, you know, you know the Bay staff, these are misfits. These are kids that are struggling in large high schools and large middle schools. And so we just started putting uh, pencil to paper and coming up with a plan. And, you know, I, I, I think we have a really good one. Uh, Dr. James Blake has, you know, kind of finalized the deal. And so I, I don't remember how many students we're going to start with. It's going to open up a year from now. But um, it's going to be a really cool place for kids to uh, go and and, prob- and, and, and take some um, uh courses uh, I don't I can't recall if it's going to be dual college credit or not but you know have uh, have an engaging educational experience around some core areas and be at a, a really cool place called the bay now I, I will tell you this is not going to be um, speed skating or roller skating and then 20 minutes of math this is going to be courses taught by certified teachers and you know kids are going to have to meet academic standards 
But, you know, oh, by the way, they're going to be in an environment where, you know, I think is very uh, engaging for them. So we're excited about it. And, you know, you know, when we think about the Bay, we think about the partnership with Bryan College out at the new Northwest High School. We're working on we're looking at something for Standing Bear. You know, we announced the, the early college STEM Academy, which is the first in the state with University of Nebraska at Northeast High School, College of Agriculture, you know, built around natural resources. I mean, we 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 just have some really great things happening. And you know, I, I again, I think if we could just get out of this current environment and focus on all the good things that this community is providing for kids, I do think we're we're we stand as a as a pretty significant positive model in the country. Here's what kids will learn at Bay High. Content creation, digital technology, photography, videography, coding, that's computer, uh, design, digital asset creation, digital storytelling, podcasts, all the cool things that uh, kids going into high school, kids, young adults going into high school really are focusing on. And this launches in the fall of 2022, so not this year. But uh, as Steve said, a student body of about 100 high school underclassmen. So that'll be fun to watch, Steve. Thank you very well, much. And, yeah, the last thing I'd say is, yeah. that, you know, to, to the credit of the Bay, they're going to tap into the kids' creative uh, energy, and these are going to lead to internships in the community. And we've heard loudly and clearly, you know, we're the Silicon Prairie of, uh, we're the Silicon Prairie, and we've got all these great STEM careers. So we want to get our kids ready for that, and that's what this partnership, just like what we're doing at Northeast and you know, all the programs that we have. So really excited. Thank you for closing this one on a positive note. Um, we want our kids back Monday. We're going we're gonna to have the best year we could possibly have. And I, I just want to close by saying thank you to, to the, the, the many community members that support us and, you know, just help us get through this. Steve Joel with me on Lincoln Live.